What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. We're talking superheroes, movies, TV, video games, anime, action figures, and more. I'm Lawrence St. Victor. We got Jack Walker Pearson, Richard Wilson, Christopher St. Victor. Gentlemen, what's going on? How was your week? What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you playing? Yo, coming off of Comic-Con, I got to tell you, I had a hell of a week. Got all swagged up from my buddy Jay, who came back. Nice. I did drop him a couple of bucks, so I expected him to bring me something back. But he did not disappoint. I'm not going to show you what he brought me, maybe later in some uh, collector corner items. I will show you one thing I picked up. This is a comic book, Comic-Con exclusive, Peach Momoko cover. Okay. There's only mm. 2,000 printed. So that okay. little baby, I'm That's hoping, dope. makes a splash later. Yeah. I played a bunch of video games. I jumped on some retro tip. I hit up uh, Galaxy Force 2. You guys remember that one? Crickets. Great. Two. Well, it was one of my <laughs> games growing up. And so I jumped back onto that. I also played this 90s X-Men side-scroller game that I loved. Um, okay. And there's this free website where you can just play all these old Genesis games. So I kind of did that. I also jumped into the Final Fantasy remake game, which... Is not superior to the original, but it is fun to play. I watched this TV show called Blackbird. I stumbled into it. It was a mistake mm. watching it, but it caught my attention, so I stuck with it. It was a mistake. <laughs> how, how, how do you really feel, Jack? <laughs> no, but it was great, though. It was like, if you liked Mindhunter, Blackbird's where it's at. If you liked the first season of True Detective, it's cool content, man. And it's Ray Liotta's last thing he wow. ever yeah. so, okay. so it was a real treat stumbling into it and i watched the unbearable weight of being massively talented i want to see that how so was bad. that yeah it's, i'm sure it's fantastic man it was pretty great dude i was laughing right. i was chuckling to myself the entire film um there was a movie came out like 20 years ago 15 20 years ago called jcvd which yes. is john claude van damme playing himself in a movie titled Jean-Claude Van Damme, JCVD. Hmm. And uh, that movie is better than this movie, but this movie was great. It's just great. And Nick is great, and the story is fun. It's it's not a movie that's going to change your life, but if you're looking for a fun time and nostalgia, it feels like it's... And what's really great about it, Lawrence, you'll love this film particularly because you're an actor and you're an artist, and this whole film is about acting and artistry and content and it's following and, one of the most eclectic interesting actors and i'm sure a bigger version of himself so i'm, I'm yeah yes. i gotta see that i gotta it, see it, that it was good and that was my week nice so for me i was in florida this past week i got to go spend some time in universal studios and uh it was i'm not gonna lie man a little bit of the magic was lost it's not really? like it used to be. Yeah, man. It's not like it used to be. It used to be kind of all about the movies. You used to have the backlot tour and all that other stuff where you kind of like felt that movie magic. You didn't have that so much this time. And I was a little bit disappointed. And a lot of the rides were seemed to be a little bit repetitive. Same like, you know, 4D, put your glasses on and ride through this thing where it moves slightly, but you you know, you're getting a 3D thing. Like King Kong and Fast and Furious is the exact same ride, except King Kong has like actual animatronics and it's a little bit better. So it was a little bit repetitive. Down or 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 you just used you, you've been there too many times. I don't know. I mean, I've been there. Last time I was there was maybe 
12 years ago, and it was just, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the Harry Potter stuff was dope. The Harry Potter rides are really cool, but it's not a, I don't know. I was a little bit disappointed. It was super duper hmm. expensive, which made it even worse. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, all, all those rides have changed in the last decade. They are predominantly like uh, put on your 3D glasses now, which is kind of odd. Yeah, ET is still trucking, which is cool. And um, well, oh, and I saw uh, League of Super Pets yesterday. Oh, I'm was it delightful? Was Please tell it me. Was, it was it was fun. It was a good time. I mean, it delivers what it promises. Like you know, it's a fun time and. There's a couple little nods to some, like, you know, uh, DC lore and stuff like that, but it's cool. I like that. I I, uh, did watch something else this week. There's a lot of content on YouTube now, and I got to tell you, Chris and Rich's review of their toy content. (laughs) It's so dope. Rolling the entire time. Just hands. I don't know what to do with my hands. Just hands. What, what, what do I do with my hands? <laughs> yeah, I, we, we, I bought the gear, so now I do uh, unboxings and OnlyFans. So, oh, there you money. Go. Hey, <laughs> hey, make that money. <laughs> you can see Chris's cheeks for four ninety nine. That's it. That's it. Got to be specific which box you're trying to check out. <laughs> <laughs> he is now officially the point oh three content creator. On that's it oh man nice rich how's your week my week has been uh it's been busy i've just been working i really haven't been looking at much anything don't only new thing i've watched was um the wretched which Mm. is a horror movie on netflix which was um interesting i wasn't i wasn't mad at it yeah that was really it i'm not gonna lie like I, i got home and I was just, I'm just dead tired. I get up and I go to work, rinse and repeat, so on and so forth. But the wretched, it was about, I don't know if it was like a Wendigo. It was like an ancient creature that eats children, but it infiltrates the family through the mother, right? And then it makes people forget that they have kids or like kids are around and it kills off the kids. It eats the kids. It was pretty dope. Interesting. And it was like a little twist in there at this the is end. live action? Yeah, it's live action. The oh, wretched. It was. I thought. It was, I thought it was pretty dope. It was interesting. Um. And honestly, that has been my week. It's pretty sad. I know. No, you recovering from uh, dr. In your Hoochie Daddy shorts. So yeah, listen. Right, yeah, yeah. I was looking good in them Hoochie Daddy shorts. He's looking great, baby. In the Hoochie Daddy shorts. All right, man. My week has been pretty slow. Bought a bunch of comic books to go on tack on top of the stack of comics I haven't read yet. So that's that's there. But me and my wife watched spider-man no way home oh yeah you finally got her to watch it finally got it she just looked at nice. me and said you know what she also indulged me in watching all the comic-con trailers too i don't know what i did that was right that day <laughs> but she indulged my geekness and it was interesting hearing her perspective man um she didn't understand why spider-man was down to let all these ruthless villains try to rehabilitate them instead of sending them home where they belong even though she's like they're gonna die but she's like but that's their fault they're dying because they're bad. So why would you risk it? I say, because he's a good person. Then I had to let her know that. And I didn't realize this watching it. All of the Toby and Andrew villains were all not so bad guys until they got either infected by power or mutated or something. They weren't right. bad guys, right? Even Norman Osborn was a jerk, but he wasn't a villain until he got, you know, the formula. So I yeah, told sure. her that, like, they're not actually bad people from the Jump Street. And then... um. She knew that, of course, Toby and Andrew were going to show up. And what was magical about it was it didn't matter. And it still hit her in the feels. Because this movie did what Doctor Strange didn't. It wasn't just about the cameos. 
Like these characters matter. So even though she knew it was going to happen, she still was like, oh man. So yeah. it was great. It was great rewatching it. And it's two movies, man. The first half is a typical MCU movie. But when Aunt May dies, it turns mm. into a different movie. Yeah. And it's freaking, it's just great. It's so good. Started rewatching the X-Men animated series bit by bit. Yeah, man. I didn't realize that this is a serious sci-fi drama. It's deep. It's deep. Like, There's drama. Deep, deep drama. Wow. Um, so I'm enjoying that. And that's kind of been my week. Yo, Chris. What up, Lawrence? I got a question for you. What's that? Why does Batman only wear dark colors? Why does Batman only wear dark colors? It's easy, man. Batman doesn't want to get shot. Now, why does Robin wear bright colors? Mm. Now, that's the question. Why does Robin wear bright colors? I don't know. That's the end of it. <laughs> that's the end of the joke. Wow. Lawrence. It wasn't supposed to go in. It's, it's supposed to end with a question like, why does he put this child's life in danger? Okay. Uh, these are my finger guns. Back in the holster. No! <laughs> yes! Oh, man. Yes. You know. Wow. You know. <laughs> you had an assignment this week, Lawrence. And you, Jack. You, you not only doubled down the other direction, he put his finger guns away. Well, <laughs> on that note. I'll take the L. I'll take the L. But maybe we can redeem this whole segment if we go down the street, make a right at the light, a left at the stop sign, and we'll be at the collector's corner. It's going time. Here at the collector's corner, we take something out of our toy chest, something out of our video game case, something out of our comic book shelf, and we present it to the world. It could be worth millions of dollars or just sentimental. What do you guys got? Check it out. I'm going to go first. We got, or I should say, I got. And again, it's nothing special, Um, but I like it. Because one in the comic, one is from My Hero Academia. I'm not going to show it just yet. My Hero Academia, all right? Yeah. But in the comic, young Midorio, Midoriya, he has a costume, right? They all have costumes. They starting out and whatnot. But he doesn't fully wear his costume all the time. So I found a pop where he actually has his costume fully on. He has his helmet oh, up wow. or mask up. Like most of the time, you just see him with like maybe just a face guard up. He never wears really his it. mask. He yeah. never wears it. He has a full on mask and headgear to put on. And boom, there it is. I'm like, yo, I have to get this dude. Wow. So there it is. I mean, it might be different in the mangas. I haven't read the mangas yet. But uh, my man, in the animated, he really doesn't. And I had to get him. He had, he had to go in the collection. And he's kind of like oh, in his little God. pose, like he's about to leap. But yeah, this one's coming out the box. If I can find another one, then I'll keep it in the box. This one's coming out the box. Yes, sir. It has well to. Done, Rich. Yeah. Well done. And it, oh, and also let me point out the mask. Is uh, I mean, it got the teeth. I mean, I don't know what the mask was. It's like a rabbit of some sort, maybe. I'm yeah, not sure. Like but there's like rabbit. a clear plastic where you kind of see his nose. Oh. In there. That's cool. Yeah. Anytime you have clear, anytime you have clear in a in like a mask, you can see through, and it adds depth to the figure. It just yeah. makes it that much cooler for me. Yeah. So, so that was pretty dope. I was looking at this. I'm like, let me. Yeah, I was really looking at. It. I was like, I, I was in the store, Newberg Comics, for those who were in the Palisades Mall. We waiting for a check, guys. I'm in there a lot, too much. But I'm looking. I'm literally like just like to my face. People looking at me all weird because it was pretty busy that day. And I'm like, I'm getting this out loud. I said this out loud. I'm like, I'm getting this. <laughs> Scared a little. Fire 
five euro next to me, and I will, <laughs> and I proceeded to put it under my arm. Like, yes, this is mine. Stay away from. Yes, that's a good freaking day when you find something like that. That's a good day. Well done, Rick. Well freaking done. So let me go next. So we talk a lot about McFarlane, right? But one mm-hmm. thing that we kind of tend to ignore is Marvel Select. So it took me a while to get these together. I want to show my Hulk. Nice. Wow. Nice. He has the body type we all aspire to. Yeah. Yes. So it's it's a classic Green Hulk with the you know the the, the purple pants, just ripped, gritty, angry face. So Green one was easy to find. Then I gotta have my Red Hulk, my General Ross Red Hulk, nice. same scale, huge gray pants. And then the last Hulk I got was the hardest one for me to find, which I actually bought at Comic Con a few years ago. Was my Gray Hulk. So the Gray Hulk is actually so these you feel these these weigh like the, the green and the, the red are super heavy. I guess the Gray Hulk is hollow because it's a lot lighter than the other ones. Mm. But yeah, they didn't I skip think leg day. I'll tell you that much. They, they did, did definitely did day. not skip leg day. <laughs> and Lawrence, they stand on their own, which is the key to playability. We are not poking fun at you, McFarlane, but <laughs> it's nice when they don't need a stand. It is nice and they don't need to stand. Well done. Nice. Nice, Chris. Um, Well, as you guys know, I collect a lot of comics. And one thing I love to collect are variant covers. And the variation within a comic book cover significantly changes the price tag. So this comic book cover is a rare one because it is adult-themed. Ooh. Ooh. Indeed. And it's a rare find because the Wonder Woman is topless on the cover, ladies and gentlemen. This is not for the faint of heart or the children. Yeah, that needs to be pixelated for YouTube. (laughs) Uh, Right. So we'll blur that out. This comic is valued at about $150, just straight up. The the covered version of her is about $50. You've got to pay more for them for the goods. I mean, sex sells, man. You know, gentlemen. As as Chris knows, with his OnlyFans for four ninety nine. Yep. <laughs> oh man, how do I beat boobies? Can't. I mean, they're <laughs> also hard. Man, boobies. So <laughs> I am, as you guys know, a massive He-Man Masters of the Universe fan, and at Comic Con they released an exclusive. Comic-Con Master of the Universe 40th Anniversary Collector said, I did not go to Comic-Con and I missed it online, but I wound up finding a guy willing to sell me his for less than double the price. So right here, <laughs> give me some space. I got to back up. Woo, let's okay. look at this. Okay. Right here I have. You better get uh, to that mic. Okay, my bad. Here we go. First up, it came in this dope box. Oh my this God, dope Masters of the Universe big. box. All look right. at that box. Rich, look at my box. Mm, <laughs> I love your box. Please, pause, pause, pause. pause, pause. <laughs> but I mean, it's just some dope artwork of He-Man and Skeletor. Yeah. And then you get the collector's box right Ooh, here. And it looks like, a nice freaking, like almost like a, 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 a pirate's emblem. And like it, it opens up. It's a magnet. The sucker opens up to He-Man yep. and Skeletor on the inside Let's plastic. Go. That is fire. Oh, sick. You open it up right here. You pull the tab up. Oh, it's a lot oh of stuff God. going on here. 
It was like mini comics? What are those? Yes, the mini comics that used to come with the 1980s. Yes. Oh. This comes with the mini comics, guys. Look at the shield. Oh, they look Dude. so dope. Pull one of them out. Is this die cast? Is this the die cast stuff that putting like, eyes out? We you're gonna see in a second. You're gonna see in a second. We are about look, to test on Lawrence's eyes. Is right here and the detail. And yes, his loincloth is felt. The boots oh. on the, the fur on the boots. <laughs> the, boot, the boots with the fur <laughs> is felt. And the details on that He-Man is crazy. The shading is crazy. And look how big his boobs are, Jack. Mm, <laughs> wow. Big boobs big right boobs there. Are. You might have me be. Man, Side and then the Skeletor. Action. The Skeletor is even better, dude. Because that blue is sick. Oh, yeah. And the detail on the hood, I mean, it's yeah. literally material. That's his awesome. Mouth, his mouth moves up and down, guys. His mouth can move up As and down. As he cackles from his tips of the day. Cackle. And most <laughs> importantly, I won't hold this up too long, but yes, these swords what are die-cast metal. One nice. piece and they're oh. metal, dude. They are. I'm trying to get it out. That's what she said. That's what she <laughs> wow. said. They hey, hey, hey. metal. So for you guys listening, which is everyone, yeah. oh, man, I all the that. weapons are freaking metal. That's guys, freaking dope. This was such a dope come up already on YouTube. Y'all don't know about it, but there is an unboxing on YouTube right now of this go check it out but there's oh, so many yeah. items in here they got the books they got the havoc staff they got the shield they have a really cool ring they have an axe i won't go through too much of it because this is an audio only situation right now but guys this is a freaking buy that i was so happy to have so for the visual uh you oh, can see lawrence's Wow, look at that. <laughs> so dope. we can catch your unboxing of that on YouTube, Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. Well, I'm going to plug all this at the end, but yes, you will get a very detailed unboxing of this whole and series. For, man. for any of you having trouble finding us on any of those social media platforms, it could be because Brothers is spelled Brothers. Yes, we don't spell it. <laughs> <laughs> Ebonics works for us, guys. You know I mean? It's so funny that Shadow Milk had to explain that. It's awesome. I love it. I love it. But that's what I got, guys. That's what I got. I might have to get a Masterverse uh, freaking um, Battle Cat, Revelations Battle Cat to fit this guy. We'll see if it goes on sale. But that is my find. You're rich, man. What's up? I want to know. If you've been watching anime, and how rich is it? Anime Alley with Rich. Listen, let's talk about some of the classic animes. I'm going to say pull out one. One that's close to my heart, near and dear. Um, Gundam, Iron-Blooded Orphan. Let me tell you how dope this is. It's like, I'm, okay, so pretty much it starts with um, an or uh, a group of orphans. They work for a company and, you know, they give them purpose and they have uh, equipment, not all of them, but some of them have equipment attached to their back, which allows them to use um, mobile suit armors or mobile working um, apparatuses, like kind of like they tanks, but not tanks. They use for like moving things around and whatnot. Right. They 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 use them uh, on the young kids because they're compatible with them as opposed to adults. But what what happens is they unearth an ancient mobile suit armor. And this one guy, he gets in that joint, and let me tell you, he just wreaks havoc in it. 
it also has, it takes it takes a toll on him, but he wreaks havoc in it. But this thing really it it shows you like the 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 bonds of brotherhood and and family. Even though even though they're not your family, you can mm. you can make family from you know the people that you're you're in close proximity with that you're I around. Here, Vin day. Diesel, right now, man. It's, it was all family. It's all family. <laughs> and I'm t- hit him and 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 his old his old dog ogre. And listen, listen, they they have a bond. And I'm forgetting homeboy's name, but he's like a cold-blooded killer. Like he was, he's like he's like a gun. And Ogre is the guy who's like, go get him. And he, the small dude, he will go and knock anyone out the box, whether it be physically or shooting them up. He has he has done it. And he's he's pretty much Ogre's right hand man. And mm. there's there's points where people, you know, the major characters pass, die, mm. and it really touches me. I'm like, not him, not <laughs> <him>. no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is season one is real strong. Season two, eh, I'm gonna give it overall. I'm gonna give it a solid eight. Wow. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. That's wow. pretty rich. It's pretty rich. It's pretty freaking rich. It is rich for me. And uh, uh, Gundam Iron Blooded Orphan, I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed in this, especially if you're a Gundam fan. It's pretty dope. Speaking nice. of animes, what is that shirt you're rocking today? Oh, this my friend is a little bit of a little bit of Attack on Titan. Yeah, you know, we got the yes. Oh wow! In, in white, and you got the characters in red. Just pretty dopeness. Almost like covered in blood. Yeah, yeah that's great. Cool. That's Jack, what you got on, man? I got is that my. What, uh, what do you have? <laughs> I got my Stanley Stan Lee from uh, at Stan Lee as the Watcher shirt. Oh, nice. All right, is that airbrush? Is that a tribute yeah. to the boy? Yeah, it's a comic. All right, pretty happy Ooh. about it. Six, 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 six. Well, what y'all got? On? I got nothing on, including no underwear. But you asked okay. me that question. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I can't front on you. Sometimes you having no underwear is the best. Out. Sometimes just being out there and flying yeah. around the best. <laughs> yeah. Since we're sharing a little bit too much, I had no underwear on the whole vacation. Now I'm like, I ain't no. My girl was and like, you, you had a Hootie no- Daddy shorts on. My girl was like, you ain't gonna put no underwear on. I'm not, I was like, no, I'm not trying to wear two things on this vacation: socks and underwears. Leave me alone. Wow, wow. And I achieved it. It's a bold statement. I mean, I, I applaud it. Statement. That's a what are you in a Joker statement. shirt, Chris? Yeah, just uh, just my Uniqlo Joker shirt. I actually just came home from the gym, so I just threw something. I had a I just threw something on that the closest thing that was superhero related. Every now and again, <laughs> Uniqlo just has great comic book content. They do. They're all stepping up. The Gap, Old Navy, they're all yeah. getting in the game, man. They're all getting in the game. But I think it's time for some news. It's time for the news. We're gonna start off on a sad note. Michelle uh, Nichols, uh, who played Lieutenant. Aurora Aurora on Star Trek passed away uh, today. Today's uh, July 31st. She passed away at 89 years old. She she changed the game, man. She freaking broke down doors. She was the first black woman to have a leading role in a TV series. She also, it's been said that she shared the first interracial kiss on television with William Shatner. She also later worked at NASA to recruit minorities for the space program. I mean, she killed the game. A lot of people are standing on her shoulders. You know, anytime you see people of color on television, period, it's because of people like her who endured a time where they definitely were not wanted. But 
change the freaking game. We salute you, Michelle. We salute you. I mean, to Man. put that in a little bit of context, MLK's I Have a Dream speech was only three years before that woman was cast. Mm -hmm. So it's like what was going on in America at that time was still so explosive and polarizing. I mean, hell, yeah. it is today still, which is crazy about it. But yeah. what she, what her being on television meant and and means was, like you said, it was a game changer. Game changer. And it just also showed that Star Trek from the beginning was all about being inclusive, was all about like expanding our idea of what the world is. So when people hate on Star Trek today, it's so woke, it's so this. It's like, well, it's beginning started out making yeah. people uncomfortable and even, pushing the even, envelope. Even Next Generation, you know, Gene Roddenberry in casting Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart, when he was up for the role and was doing screen testing, he was wearing a wig. And he oh. was on like a 15 to 30 minute break. And while he was on break, he had taken off the wig because it was hot. And mm. someone ran into his, his little waiting room is like hey man we want we need you back out there and he did not have time to get the wig back on so in his final screen test he was bald and uh after he, he killed it obviously after he left gene loved him and everyone else was like yeah we can't put a bald guy on tv though as a lead and gene said it's the future nobody cares about hair ahead of the time because wow. like, we we grew up with it but think about it. Like the, the the first captain was William Shatner, dude. That's your typical Hollywood leading man, handsome. Yeah. And for the next guy to be like, for us, it's no big deal. It's Patrick Stewart. But then it's like, wait, this is the dude that's following up William Shatner. Mm. Yo, ahead of their freaking time, man. Yeah. Ahead of the time. Wow. Um, as of today, July 31st, 2022. George Jetson would have been born today. Wow. Crazy. We are kind of getting <laughs> into the Jetsons no. future. Where yes. are my flying How cars? crazy is that? That is freaking crazy. Oh, my God. So literally, if he's born today, let's say he was like in his 30s in the cartoon. In about 30 years, we're the Jetsons. Oh, we're not so far wow. off then. We still got time. Like he's still that, born. Of course, that's assuming we even have a planet in 30 years from hey, now. Hey, 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 mm. let's keep it light. Let's keep it light. <laughs> Rick and Morty, Rich. Rick and Morty news. So yeah. Justin uh, Roiland, who is the creator of Rick and Morty, promises season six to be effing amazing. He that's went right. on record at Comic-Con saying that he did not like season five. He thought really? season five was pretty weak. That's what he said. So he, you know, he. I mean, this thing is close to his heart. So he's probably a perfectionist. So he's like season six will meet his high standards. So you're Rick and Morty fans. I got my Plumbus ready. Let's my Plumbus. <laughs> DC League of Super Pets, as of today, is eyeing $23 million in its opening weekend. Dog, the Rock and Kevin Hart, even as digital dogs, will still bring in the money. <laughs> Digital dogs. <laughs> Digital dogs, man. I'm excited for that, man. I feel like the stuff we love, they need, there needs to be versions of it where five-year-olds and seven-year-olds can enjoy it, too. It can't all yeah. be just, you know, gruesome and gritty. Spider-Man freshman year was announced at Comic-Con, as we know, but now it's been explained that it's actually a multiverse story. Because everyone was looking at it like, oh, this is a prequel to the MCU Spider-Man, but why is Norman Osborn there? Why is Dr. Rock there? So this is not a prequel. So Marvel's like, we need to tie all this stuff together. So this is going to be a multiverse story in which Peter is pretty much mentored by Norman Stark. And then we see where that oh. road would take him instead. Um, and okay. Osborn is officially black in this. Yes. He embraced the waves. 
<laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense, right? The race make you seasick. If if I don't see Harry Osborne wearing a do rag in this cartoon, I'm boycotting this whole thing. <laughs> Yo, it looks like Creed and Rocky are getting another spinoff called Drago. It is looking like we're going to follow the story of this father and son team as they go through the world of boxing. I'm for this. Uh, I'm yeah. for this. The way they depicted them in the last Creed movie, they could have just been bad guys. But you really saw that these are two guys, a wife and a mother abandoned them. They've been on their own for so long and they've been just pretty much just grinding away. I would love to see this freaking film. What a smart spinoff. In my opinion. Yeah, that is. That is I mean, if you really break down the layers of some people like the people that we really go around talking about how they're bad and whatnot, they have their own lives. They got families. You know, they got mm-hmm. mouths to feed. You know, it depends yeah. on what, what side of the fence you're sitting on. You know, they're the bad guys or the good guys. That's Real true. Time. Well, that's good storytelling, Rich. Good storytelling is no one's bad. Even Darth Vader, Thanos, there's a reason why he's mm-hmm. doing what he's doing. Yeah. Um. Well said. Kevin Feige wants to elevate Deadpool 3 to levels of Civil War, Infinity War, and Ragnarok. He wants, I guess, Deadpool to stop, I guess, being a street kind of hero and elevate him to... I don't know what he's talking international about. level like not international kinda, like uh inter- galaxies kind of fighting I kind of just want him to stay just make another Deadpool movie the way you did the last two I don't need him to be on a spaceship but I guess that would be fun to see him with the Guardians of the Galaxy as long as they I don't, don't lose the tone of the film well, right. they, they already yeah. promised it's going to be rated R yeah that's not my point oh they are going to Jack okay we'll see <laughs> man because the difference between this and the other ones is that the creative people, the directors, the writer, and Ryan, they're all coming on board. So it's not like they got rid of all the creatives and they have new creatives. So, you know, there is a tradition in Hollywood with a third film. The third film is usually the best. Mm. Is it? It's either first and third. The second is normally the dip out. It's hard to get a sequel that's better. But that third one, I mean, look yeah. at how many movies had their third film and they just redefine what that franchise was. I can't think of one, Jack. Uh, Die Hard, the third one. Yeah, yeah, Die. Yeah, okay. yeah. Not the Dark Knight Rises, though. Nah, you're right about that. They really <laughs> that well, what's interesting about this Deadpool is, although it's a part three, it's also not a reboot, but it's 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 in different hands. So it is a part three, but it's also a part. It's a Kevin yeah. Feige MCU. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, the no Avengers films, huh? They're all going to be in Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Avengers films are now going to be saga capers. They're not going to be team-up movies anymore. So I guess because everything's been a team-up movie for the most part, now when you get the Avengers together, it's going to be like the end of the saga. All, everyone has to come together and it'll be the, I guess, the end of a phase. That's why we're seeing the end of phase six is Avengers. The end of phase five is Avengers, which I'm not mad at. Like, because... What's the difference now? They're showing up in each other's movies all the time. Except yeah, for they're not. not as much. You know, oh, we just like, had the Guardians. We just had Guardians with Thor. But we just but had they didn't do any Doctor I'm Strange sorry. with Spider Man. Yes, they had a the Guardians had a cameo in the first ten minutes of the movie. Spoiler alert if you haven't listened to that cast. But they did absolutely nothing to help the Thor's conflict together. And the irony of that is Thor spends half of the movie looking for a team to put together. <laughs> So don't tell me that they have access to team up when they're clearly not teaming up. I guess his point is to make it special, 
to have Avengers movie come out every so often when they're already they are still showing. I mean, Doctor Strange played a part in Spider Man No Way Home, did he not? Definitely did. And uh, I would say in, in the Doctor but, Strange but movie, Scarlet Witch was definitely played a part. So we do yeah, have these team up movies. when the Scarlet Witch was about to destroy the world as they knew it. Why he's not saying the Avengers are in these movies. He's saying he's going to yeah, save they're them. Clearly to not end the sagas. All right, oh, Jack, enough. wrap it up on yourself, Jack. <laughs> Let's get ready to win. <laughs> no, we still have more news to get through. No, oh, we still sorry. have oh, more news to get no, through. Man. Marvel no. Studios, the Fantastic Four will not be an origin story, which is good. We don't need one. We don't yeah, need really. one. Do we not? We don't, though? No, that's, like, the, same thing with, that's the same thing we have with Spider-Man. We, the same thing no, we have that... We, I don't need to see another origin Fantastic story. Fantastic Four movies. We only had two, and one of them is unwatchable. We've, we've had three, and all three of them are unwatchable. No, one of them you're not even supposed to be able to watch. That <laughs> <laughs> one on video tape. You know, the Black um, Panther's uh, debut was in Fantastic Four. It was. He, he dismantled all of them. Um, and last bit of news before we go to the trailer parks. Um, <laughs> Triple H in wrestling news. Triple H is taking over from Vince McMahon. He is now the head of creative. Why this is important is because since the beginning of the WWE, Vince McMahon has always been the head of creative. He never let the reins go, but then he had to retire, quotation marks. He resigned because he paid $14 million in hush money to all these women he harassed and more. And now, for the first time since almost its inception, someone else is taking the creative reins. So that's very exciting for you wrestling fans. Let's go to the trailer park. Time for some trailer park trash. Well, maybe, maybe, but maybe not. Because this Samaritan joint, oh. it's like Ooh. the Unbreakable 2 that I wanted <laughs> that I'm never going to get. And he is taking out the trash. <laughs> and he's taking, literally, this dude is, oh man, he is a garbage man by day. And a garbage band by night. He is a retired superhero. And that kid from Euphoria who should be Robin if they ever just put Robin in the movie is in there. You kind of have this lone wolf and cub story. But kind of like Chris, they, they're using the trope that you hate. He's a superhero with powers. Oh, yeah, he doesn't want to do I it know, anymore. I know. I know. <laughs> it bothers me so much. You know, I'm so happy to see, I'm so happy to see him in, the, in this role. But you guys know how I feel about that. But, but at least it'll be good to watch it. But he's not a superhero origin story who doesn't want his power. He's a superhero True. who's done it for set decades and centuries, and he's just he's over. he's lived with it, and now he's had enough. I get it. And he's getting he gets back in the game, and I imagine fairly soon. I don't think this movie's gonna spend too much time watching him just take out the trash, and he's gonna take out some trash. Yeah. So we'll freaking see, man. Uh, wait, do we have time for more news, Jack? Two more items. I think you'll like one of them a lot. You better go quick. <laughs> okay. Batman and Spawn are teaming up in the comics again. There's going to be another one shot. Todd McFarlane, Greg Capullo is doing the artwork. Um, it's going to be dope. The story is not out yet, but we're getting another Batman Spawn team up or versus. Not really sure. Other comic book news. It's the 30th anniversary of the death of Superman. And yes, yes, we are coming is. out Damn. with the freaking special. How years? Old, how old do you feel? Yeah, they're going old. to introduce real old. They're introducing a new villain called Doom Breaker into this, I guess, 30th anniversary issue, and uh, it's going to be 80 pages. It's going to be freaking dope, man. It's going to be, a, I think, a one-off, but we'll see what happens here. Do we know who's writing it? Uh, um. 
I'll have to. You'll have to check our Instagram for that news. <laughs> I don't have it on hand. Well, spoke. but uh, <laughs> but it's gonna be dope. It's gonna be dope. It's gonna be fun, man. Uh, that's the news. That was the news. Stop smiling, Jack. Can't help it. Now you started some crap. You started well, some freaking bring it, crap, man. Jack. You started some crap. It's time for a debate. Let's, Let's get, get ready to run. Jack started some freaking crap, guys. So I don't, it was a few episodes back. We were talking about Wolverine, and Jack was just going on and on about the fact that he should be 5'4". We all love Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Jack's that. saying that he doesn't love Hugh Jackman. <laughs> he's like, Wolverine should be 5'4". He takes it to Instagram, 5'3". I, I even went too tall, my bad. 5'3". Jack took it to Instagram, and like literally there's been comments going back all week with how accurate a comic book should be to its movie so i want to ask you guys a question how accurate do these comic book movies have to be to characters or even storylines what you think i'm very 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 decisive on this oh storylines don't necessarily have to be accurate character character characteristics if that makes sense and character origins has to be accurate because you I will, characteristics you mean physical characteristics yeah yeah you know like let's we talk about spider-man shooting his web stuff like that that stuff like that the character themselves need to be accurate storylines not so much because it's okay seeing the, our character in a different setting in a different story but the character is fundamentally different is where i have the problem what when, about, when i get taken the, out what about the actor's characteristics I mean, I'm okay if someone's tall. I don't care about height, stuff like that. Like, that stuff is okay. You you, you cast someone who's a little bit taller, a little bit shorter, that's fine. But if you want to go and bring out a suit that's X-Men, the first X-Men, where everyone's wearing all black leather dominatrix suits, and you're like, really? This yeah. That's not, not, not what I'm used to. But yeah. as long as it's you're true to the character and the origin story of the character and the character themselves, cool. Storyline, within reason, you know, it's good so to see them in a different story. Let me ask you a question, because you say you love origins. How did you feel about the Joker killing Batman's parents in Batman 89? That's Tim Burton's Batman, Rich, with Michael Keaton. So. Yeah, it's 89 Batman, Rich. <laughs> <It's not> Michael <laughs> Keaton. <Tim Burton. laughs> you know what? At the time, I, I didn't know enough to, 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 to be affected by it. Now, looking yeah. back, it's tough to, to, to critique a movie where you have so much rose-colored glasses nostalgia about that's so freaking good and such iconic that to go back and say oh no they should have changed it differently would you but be pissed if you were your age if, if you are who you are now there's the question would you yeah. be like hell no or like it's fine i probably would have a problem with it now mm. now i would yeah now i would it's, it's such yeah. a hollywood choice that's the problem with a lot of these a lot of the content we consume now is it's just so saturated in what to me appears as executives making decisions and like i get that you want to use the moniker the title the civil war in your movie who wouldn't the civil war was this incredible comic when it came out the movie they entitled the civil war had nothing to do with the title does that matter chose. that's because something most that of the people that went to go to see me. that movie did not read the comics so let I, i'll tell you it right now when batman's running over people when superman's no, but, snapping but, but, next but and let's Batman's talk about using no, a gun but that but that's characters but the civil war there still was a civil war like scarlet witch did something that made them say we need to have I understand, control but over we these. both know why they used that title but does it matter 
Of course it does. It's almost Why? like uh, false advertising is what it is. But it, but that movie made a billion dollars and probably 10% of the people that went to watch it actually read the comic. So does it really matter if the movie was good and you did see a, a civil war? I can only give you my opinion. But does it matter? So To me, it matters. So Why? I, have you read the Civil War comic book? I have. Okay, then you know what happened in that comic book. And I know that they couldn't do that in the film. So I thought they'd try to extrapolate some some semblance of what that conflict actually was in the comic and put it in the film with the characters they had access to. But they didn't do that either. They used the, the title Civil War simply so they could have all their heroes fighting in an airport. That's what the whole movie <laughs> title was based off of that one scene. No, no but it, it should have been Captain America airport fight. No, but, it, but, it, but no, the movie was Scarlet Witch... Uh, there was collateral damage, and then the government is like, we need to be able to rein you guys in. Half of them were like, yes, we should be reined in. Half of them was like, no, I don't trust the government because I just had a whole movie where I found out some of y'all are Hydra, Captain America. So, like, the Civil War makes sense in the confines the, the of the Civil movie. War, I'm sorry, the movie was about Captain America not wanting his buddy Bucky to be punished for being a, a mercenary. And Tony Stark wanting Bucky to be accountable for killing his parents. Yeah, so That's what that movie was about. I think what Jack is saying is if you're going to say it's after like this iconic story, right? You should at least follow that story. It's, if, if they would have called it Captain America Volume 2, there would have been no problem. Right, Jack? Right. And I'm not so, saying they couldn't call it the Civil War. It just put an expectation on it for me. Because that's what you're doing. There's an expectation. When I watch uh, The Rich Death of mute. Superman, when I'm watching The Death of Superman, especially as a, a cartoon, and you can't get the reign of Superman men in there in a way that makes sense to what that origin story was, I don't know why you're calling it The Death and Return of Superman. You so know, it's you, like, I, I, you want like a straight up adaption of the source material if the name is there. You're looking for everything. You want to, you want to watch a live action comic book. I would love that. Personally, I would love that. And and I think there is room for taking liberty, but, you know, maybe not so much. Like, I thought the Long Halloween was a pretty uh, fair adaptation. Now, I think we're a little off topic. Your topic being how faithful to the source material does the thing need to be in look, form, and function, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, um, what's interesting about Hugh Jackman being cast as Wolverine is he's not the comic book. He's now he's a phenomenal actor and he's got the sensibilities of it. But uh, Michael Keaton, he is not the comic book, but he's a phenomenal actor and he's got certain sensibilities. But would the content be served better to find? And I think it's for lack of a better word to say that there's not an equivalent act, actor out there who has the capabilities to play these part that actually has some sort of semblance towards the physical traits of these characters. But you know that he's not 5'3 in the comics. It depends who's drawing it. Like, you can pick up an X-Men comic book and then there'll be a page where it's like, oh, wow, he's not that short. And then another comic, I mean, it changes. Yeah. Sure. But so the it's point like, is so the literal 5'3 is maybe not an actual or accurate adaption. But he's not 6'4 leading man. He's not six two leading man that you know, and and Cyclops is. Cyclops yeah. is supposed to be your typical leading man, your college athlete, the the leader of the pack. And Wolverine is supposed to be that scrappy wild card that Jesus don't get too close. 
but he we was. know we can. He he's is. the tank. He's the tank character. You play video games, there are archetypes. The tank yeah. character is often a little more. I there, guess no there was a there was an anime on um it was the X Men or Wolverine anime on Netflix, and I started watching it, and I'm like, who is this tall, like suave right. dude? I'll, I literally stopped watching after like a few minutes into the first episode. I'm like, this is not Wolverine. Like, I get it. It was animation. It was anime. They took their own little creative differences on it or whatever, the liberties. I was like, no, but this is not Wolverine. I can't look at this guy See, and take him serious. I don't need, for me, I'm the complete opposite. I don't need it to be that faithful. I love the fact that we got Michael Keaton. I love the fact we got Hugh Jackman. I love Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Dude's like 6'2". He shouldn't be. Because there's going to be other X-Men Spider-Man movies where they're going to cast other actors. It's not going away. So I don't need... the. I, I read comic books. I watch cartoons. I don't need to have it on the, on, on the big screen. That's not the definitive version for me. I like that they made Batman's costume black. I thought it made sense that Peter Parker had organic web shooters and he didn't create some material in his basement that doesn't exist that would make him a make him a billionaire if he did i don't hmm. mind those changes like i there's don't there's something see funny what the problem about wolverine is. though man i mean and it's i think it's really tethered <laughs> to his name i mean he his cops don't got one eye but he does. blast out of his costume eye. One eye. <laughs> he's, not, he's not wolverine because he's short he's wolverine <laughs> yeah but but, but, but yeah but a, a wolverine is a small scrappy animal that will attack yeah. anything hello right. thank so, you yes that's what his his named after so he's not named the wolf, which is funny because uh, Hugh Jackman <laughs> walked into his audition thinking he was auditioning for a wolf, wolfering. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a tall, regal, you know, animal with prestige and presence. Nah, man, I it's wish the I was, wolfering. They, they should have a video of that. Like, wait, 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 hold on. Let me let me stop you there, Jackman. Let me stop you there, Hugh. I mean, um, do you understand what a wolverine is? Is it yes. of the pack? It's the alpha. No, I'm, oh. <laughs> I'm just saying, but wh wh where does this stop? Then, like, all the actors that play these heroes should be like five percent body fat. Like, how far does That's this, like, how far does it go where it's like it's not? I want know, all my leading actors on serious, serious cycles. Jack, steroids. You have to yeah. be. Of course, you have to be. I have no problem with that. I need that. I want to see my, my, my guy Jack. I, you know, my biggest complaint with the Batman was he looked so skinny. I want I, someone should have stick a, stick a needle in his butt, put some tests in him, okay. put some money in he him, and get him Jack. In a shot of milk. We you do know, not condone illegal drug use. He got Botox in his, his jawline. I don't know any about any of that. Uh, so obviously I'm on the, as long as it resembles the source material, I'm all for filmmakers to, to, to go ham on it. I, I, I have the comics. Like I said, I don't need to see it on the big screen. I, sometimes that actually bores me when I see a faithful adaption. Let me ask you this question though. There was a moment in one of the X-Men movies where Wolverine opened a suitcase and his yellow costume was in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got excited. That would have been oh, dope. Yeah. yeah. That would have been dope, but I wasn't. I didn't boohoo the movie because he didn't wear it either. Like, is this a Wolverine question? Or are we talking about accuracy? And <laughs> I mean, Jay, Jack is gonna say about Wolverine. I know. Yeah, you're right. It's a good. Well, what I'm talking about is it's a good example though. Like when Brian Singer did his uh, his Superman movie, <clears throat> trash pile that it was. Not the actors, <laughs> but the script itself and the and the movie and why he was in a brown cape. We didn't, I didn't need that. I didn't need him in a brown cape. 
I need him in no, a red but I'm, but I'm but I'm happy that Zack Snyder took the underwear out the outside, off the outside, right? But I didn't <laughs> need them to do that in the comics. The comics echoed the film for a while, and now they realize, you know what? There's something that works about it on page. Well, I, I think for me, I understand where a lot of this stuff comes from, and I know you do too, where he was under on the outside because they were drawing like the strong men. Uh, a lot of the things we think are hardcore canon was just a bunch of guys just saying, let's just try it. Let's just give it a shot. Who cares? Robin, you should have Robin. Why? Because we need kids to buy this comic book. There wasn't some deep, like, psychological. So half the stuff we're crying over were, like, afterthoughts in some creative room of just, yeah, that makes sense. Make his costume red. Sure. <laughs> Call him the Flash. He was almost, he no, was almost called the Quick. Why did it change? We flipped the coin. Like, it was that deep. <laughs> you know what we're seeing, though? Was it? That's true. Could have been. Well, <laughs> it could have been, maybe. But... <laughs> I like that with the Marvel stuff, we're seeing more accurate representations, more accurate suits, and I think it's kind of a it's kind of a sh- it's kind of a shout out to the true fans. Like, not that if you're casually a true fan, but you know, the hardcore fans have been following it before it was you know before it was on the big screen to see him. Like, even with that second Spider Man when Electro flashed the the mask and it looked just like he looked in the comics, it was dope. Yeah, yeah. and that I think that's that, I do care about that stuff. But it depends on the movie. For me, X-Men weren't really about the costumes. It was about the powers. Whereas Spider-Man and, 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 and yes, Mr. Fantastic, I need you in the blue suit. Like, that's what that's a part of your character. Wolverine, I got a bunch of comics where he's not wearing the yellow suit. I got a bunch but of comics where he's in the You don't have a bunch freaking... of comics where the rest of the X-Men aren't. And there would have been, there could have been a way to, to figure out how to make that feel organic and right for that film that we watched. There, there could have been a way. And we see in these Marvel movies where I shouldn't in the X-Men, if I were just looking at the lineup, I might not know who they are in picture. I should know who those characters are. I agree with that. Yeah. When it comes specifically about those specific X-Men costumes. Sure. But like I said, I don't need Batman, Batman, only, only one Batman, two Batman costumes outside of the serials, Adam West and Ben Affleck have been any sort of comic book accurate and I'm cool with it. Yeah. But they're not accurate, but they're appropriate. Yeah. I talked about this last time. There is uh, some fan shorts where Batman is straight up in exactly what he looks like in the comic books. Batman suit. He's in like, uh, you know, a, a, a tight, stretchy cloth suit. And it looks incredible on film. Now, the, now I go, is it practical? No. Makes but no sense. Comic book accurate? Yes. And compelling to watch? It was. So there's yeah. a world where we can see that guy getting dressed up in his vigilante gear and going busting heads. That's true. Anytime I see it, it costume accurate, I'm never mad. It's just not every time I'm mad if it's not. I'm never but mad it's if it's like, accurate. Look at the Batman movie. That that suit, which made absolutely no sense, and I may be the odd man out on this, but I don't know any kind of material that is taking ballistic rounds at a point blank range and not giving damage. None of the Batman suits make sense. So then none of the why movies. not put him in something that's a little more comic book accurate and actually make a film that works? Because he would never wear spandex. Or, and he'd never put himself <laughs> in front of a gun like that. But he would still never wear spandex. Right. So they're both problems. Yeah. Yeah, but and that's my. I think that's my point. But he's not. But he's yeah. not wearing. No but he's way. not wearing spandex in the comics. L- listen, you're a great storyteller, Lawrence. For those of you out there listening to this podcast, you might not know this, but our buddy Lawrence <laughs> of the Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk is actually a wickedly talented 
uh, actor, writer, director, producer. He, he ticks Why the boxes. Why are you buttering me up? Why are you buttering he's also, me up? He's yeah. also tall, strapping, and handsome, and the guy probably works out every day of his life. If there okay. were a Superman right, in guys. real life, Let's it's Lawrence. Remove now, the lips from the buttocks. Thank you. Right. <laughs> now, that being said, you could write a better script than half the stuff that has been put on screen simply because you care about the material enough to be thoughtful with it. And I feel yeah. like half the stuff we end up digesting because, of course, we're going to digest it. I'm dying for the next movie, even though I know I'll be disappointed. I'm still going to watch it. I'm going right. to be the one who adds my dollar to their $20 billion. But you're not disappointed because it's not comic book accurate or inaccurate you're, you're disappointed because you the story wasn't compelling like the, the 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 infinity stone saga was not accurate to the comic books but the movie was still freaking compelling iron man's not dead in the comic book spoiler alert everybody but the movie <laughs> is mad compelling the dark knight none of the batman movies adapt any of the stories in the comic books they just sprinkle different pieces in but the dark knight is mad compelling so I guess for me, it's not so much about it. There, there is no faithful adaption. If anything, the ones that try are the ones that fail the most. It's the ones that take liberties, but they keep the integrity of the characters. So I'm all for having a field day with it, man. Have a field day. Just, just make the characters, just keep the integrity of their core, and I'm good for me. Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't. I'm, I, it doesn't need to be 100% accurate for me. As long as it's somewhat, you know, they have somewhat some of the elements in there, like the the you know the the main roots of the elements to to the either the, the team or the the heroes, the villains, whatever. As long as it's in there, and it, and you know that 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 person makes sense. Like I can look at this person and be like, oh yeah, I know who that is, and you know that's pretty much what I want. You know, I mean, there's been there's been some trash villains like the Toad. If you're talking about X Men, <laughs> horrible villain. And then I was I was also upset about how they did Storm. Like Storm is like a powerful wow. ass you know hero. Like you know she's a yeah. powerful mutant, and they just made from her seem like Africa. Man. Yeah, from, yes, on, from man. Africa. That, yes. Now we talking about and Wolverine. We Storm was about a queen. Storm was a queen. She was treated as a goddess in Africa and decided to go be a member of the X Men. Where the hell was that character? She still ain't been on screen yet. I ain't seen her. Ain't seen her once. And that's no knock to Holly Berry, who is a phenomenal actress. But what the hell she was doing in that role, I have no idea. I tell you what she wasn't trying to do was any kind of authenticity to the character. And it's a fault. And that is my point. It's a fault. So that's why I can't talk about whether Hugh Jackman's too tall, but we have this storm running around. Because oh, <laughs> <laughs> at least when I looked, to... at, I looked at Hugh Listen. Jackman, and I know that's Wolverine. I look at an image, I got it. That's Wolverine. I believe it. I guess I don't think there's any way to actually please all the fans all the time. It's impossible, and it's, and it's yeah. a fault to try to do that, yeah, too. Yeah, it's true. But I also think it's a fault on the directors writers storytellers who are creating the content if at the forefront of their content creation aren't really trying to tap into the heartbeat of these characters and if i feel like if that's at the forefront of the content you're never going to have a batman who feels like killing is frivolous not unless you've really justified it or earned it where i can identify with why he's doing that let the villains be villainous let the heroes be heroes yeah I agree with that. And I think that it affects us in different ways. Like that Batman was a murderous psychopath, but there were still so many elements of the comic that people go, Ben Affleck's my Batman. So it's almost true. like it doesn't and have to be perfect. his costume looked great. 
but he was great. great. He looked great. He, he, he just, just looked he just, great. He just, and he yeah. did great. It was just certain elements were like, ooh. FYI, <laughs> we're gonna see him again in Aquaman too. Oh yeah. man, Chris has oh, dropped yeah. some news. Ben Affleck <laughs> is coming again. Let's look back to the news. Ben Affleck will be in Aquaman <laughs> too. It's very interesting you said that, Chris. You said that because I think it was supposed to be. It was rumored that Michael Keaton was supposed to be Batman in Aquaman too. But Flash was supposed to come out before all these movies. Therefore, all these movies were supposed to be post-Flashpoint, post-rebooted yeah. world. But now since they're all before it, now they might be saying, we can't, Michael Keaton should not be here yet. The Flash ain't messed the universe up. So, yes, we're getting more Batfleck. Back to the debate. Um, I think it's just, you know, <laughs> it's to each his own, man. It's to each his own. But if you are into faithful adaptions, just read the comics. That's the only place... <laughs> That's it. Guaranteed yeah. that it's going to be faithful because that's where it's from. And that's it. Wow. What a debate. <laughs> what a closer on the debate. What a closer. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I mean, I don't know. We're going in circles here. Is there any is there anything left on the table? You want you want Wolverine 5 3. I don't really care how I'm not saying that. I'm movie. not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is. He, he he doesn't have to be six three. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't. He doesn't. And and honestly, I don't think the next one will be. I think sometimes we get the the and Hugh Jackman was amazing. But sometimes we'll get the most acceptable version. Then the genre pops off. Now we can do an X Men movie where the characters are a little more weird. You know. Oh, I gotta say something. Someone on the Instagram account said. Hugh Jackman was actually only 6'2 at the peak of his height. So for you, sir, thank you for clarifying that. Although if you look online, it says he's 6'3. And then someone else had commented on one of the Instagram things with the uh, the Homelander. He said this is his reason why Homelander could actually beat Superman. The reason why Homelander can't pick up a plane is because the boys were trying to be more realistic. And to you, sir, the boys being more realistic content, thank you for clarifying that, too. Because they only wet the guy into someone's penis at one point of it. But that can happen in real life, Jack. Yes, okay. (laughs) If if, if someone shrinks down, they can walk into your penis, breathe fine, see everywhere because it's well lit in your penis. It really is. It's it's, that's realistic and this is and this is the fact that you even entertain that is what i'm really (laughs) impressed with you entertain that sense of logic right (laughs) man got to me (laughs) 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 well i hope you guys enjoy i don't think this is a debate where there's a winner it's just a discussion and i think we're all losers we're all losers and Whichever comic book or character you love the most might be the one that you're less likely to have them change up the most. So there we go. Unless you're Chris and he doesn't care if Batman's Michael Keaton and he's five foot, but he wants everyone else on steroids. It's fine. Yeah, everyone should be on steroids. (laughs) (laughs) Three brothers in the shadow mode does not condone illegal drug use. (laughs) But let's get to the reason why... We're here. It's time time for the the main main event. event. Today, we are talking the Gray Man. Well, well, well. We watched this Netflix original film starring Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, directed by the Russo brothers. You know them because they killed the game in like, 
I felt like everything, like everything they started in like, like Captain. They started in, in Winter Soldier and and on pretty much when it came to the Avengers. I think um, they're fantastic. And uh, I'm gonna give you guys the IMDb synopsis. We'll give you our spoiler free thoughts, and then we'll do our deep dive when the CIA's most skilled operative, whose true identity is unknown to none accidentally uncovers a dark agency secrets a psychopathic former colleague puts a bounty on his head setting off a global manhunt by international assassins you might think i'm talking about john wick i'm not i'm talking about the gray, the gray man. man did you say his secret identity is unknown to none is known to none it can be any more, Jack. Secret ideas unknown to none, none, no, no, none, unknown. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Clear as mud. It's known to none. Unknown to none. He, he, no one knows who he is, including us. His name is <laughs> Sierra <we> Six. <laughs> so, because guys. Seven was taken. Man. And, of course, he's uh, built off of a book series, I believe. Um, what you guys think? And... Little news, it's already got greenlit for part two, so there's that. And a prequel, I believe. I think they're creating the Gray Man universe over there. Well, it's a there are 11 books in the series currently. The author's name is Mark Granary, I believe. G R E A N E Y. So if you like the Gray Man, there are 11 books in the series. So coming up with a sequel for this content should be easy. Easy peasy. Uh, guy, I'll go first. I thought, I thought it was cool, man. If I'm at home, I'm watching Netflix. I throw this bad boy on. Like, there's a lot of factors, right, that go into <laughs> whether how I enjoy. It. But going to the movies is expensive. I thought it was cool, man. I thought it was cool. I thought the first half was one movie, and the second half was a completely different movie. I thought the first half was like the Born Identity, and the second half was Red Notice. And I kind of bumped up against those tones pretty hardcore. But you know, it was an it was an enjoyable experience. It was all right. It was all right. Yeah, I'll second that. I mean, I love Ryan Gosling, and I enjoyed this movie when it was called Man on Fire, and I enjoyed this movie when it was called Extraction. So <laughs> I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> hey, Jack, hey, if y'all couldn't tell, Jack has come to play, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll also I'll third that because I overall I just enjoyed the movie because you know you sit down watch it is what it was and that's my spoiler free version of it. It was good. <laughs> it was it was entertaining to watch. Wait until we get into the breakdown of it. But it was entertaining I mean, to watch. And Rich, I agree. With you. I mean, it delivers what it promises, right? Right. People get shot. Stuff blows up. And one then... man takes down a whole squad. You know. Yeah, the good guy is the good guy. The bad guy gets his comeuppance, and that's it. Like, typical action movie. But that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. It's, it's great. Well, I guess we'll get into it now. We start off with a young Sierra Six in jail, and he's meeting um, Billy Bob Thornton's character, Fitzroy. And Fitzroy. basically, he gets he gets inducted into the suicide squad. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> that is definitely it. But it's fine. But it, no, th- th- that part's pretty cool, man. And then uh, you know, he 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 says basically he doesn't want to spend his life in jail. And they allude to the fact that he's in here for a particular reason, and it's not necessarily unnoble. And then we you know we later on find out that he killed his father, and that's why he's in jail. And his father was this abusive guy who was going to kill his brother. Um, so pretty much Sierra Six Six uh, gets inducted into this team, and then we flash forward like. 
18 years later. Just a really it, specific time to jump well, forward. I mean, there's a lot of time jumps in this wait, movie, but not like 15 years so or 20 specific. years, but like like 18. 18 years, four months, three days, six hours. <laughs> I was God. waiting for that to make sense. Like, why? Dude. Say and, 20 or 10. Who gives a rip? 18 was so weird. It just stuck out. Before we go further, I will say for me, the movie that I really wanted to see was him in jail being brought into this group and what happened during the eight. The things that we skipped past to get to 18 years later is I wanted to see how this guy becomes this guy, knowing what he did to go and go to prison. Like to me, that was like so much of the jelly. His origin is so interesting for us to blow right past it. But apparently it's not. I guess not. <laughs> or they like we're gonna do a, a a prequel series and just expand this whole universe. Don't there it is. Right? Yeah, there Let's it see. is. Um, so basically, we see him. I, I I forget where he is in the world, but he is on a mission. He's like in this club slash hotel. Bangkok, Bangkok. He is he's met by Danny, played by played by Anna. The Amis. I love she's her. in everything. She's Who's in, in everything, everything except for the Marvel Universe. Man, she don't even need to be. She's like, a, she's in Bond and this. She's just double dipping. Yeah. Man, so. She's pretty great. She's fantastic. And then she. Uh, yes, she is. The, um, rich is done. Oh, man. So many, know, this is so many How jokes. rich is it? She's so, well, she's so rich. I don't know. You know let's keep, keep on going. We're not going to touch on that. I'm gonna have to cut around this. That that's why <laughs> that's why I kept my mouth shut with the comments there came out go. about about there Anna. You go. So um so uh Danny and 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 six are working. He's sent there to kill a guy, and we meet freaking um kind of the handler. Carmichael's like the handler. He's the CIA head operative. They all went to. He's a very smart young guy. They all went to Harvard. They say it multiple times. Yeah. He's there to kill this dude. And he doesn't want to take the shot because there's a kid in the way. And we've seen this trope a million times, yeah. right? You got the assassin who's, who's a ruthless killer. We saw him Peacemaker. They just did it in Peacemaker. They didn't want to take the shot because there was a kid. But I feel like it's one of those tropes that'll always work because none of us want to see him take the shot <laughs> with a kid there. Right. It kills his Let's character, right? Sociopath. Right. Huh? <laughs> it kills his character, right? It, you you can't you can't identify the character the same way. It's cool he's killing bad guys, yeah. But once he kills an innocent kid, you're like, ah, eh, I can't really and, rock with him. There's like, another yeah. reason they do that in script writing world. They call it saving the cat. So if you can have a save the cat moment right off the bat, where we show true character of your character, then we can identify with them better. And you also you can also have uh, him be the most ruthless killer in the world, but he's different than everybody else because. He saved he the cat. It's like yeah. Thanos with Gamora. We saw him save this little girl, so we identify with him on a human level. Yeah, it humanizes hmm. the character, and he doesn't take the shot, and Carmichael's pissed off, and then he goes John Wick in this club, Rich, with a knife, and just like, clack, 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 killing everybody. Killing everybody did. And then he gets to the guy, and they have a, a pretty cool fight. The fights in this was pretty cool. I felt like production was tight. I felt like they didn't have as much time. I felt like it was supposed to be a smaller film, even though this thing cost $200 million to make. Um, yeah. and, and nice they were saying it's a small budget. $200 million is a small budget for these blockbusters you, now. Man, but when you get all these movie stars in there, they ain't taking, you know? And they the fight was cool. I've never seen a fight at the ground floor of where the fireworks go off. Yeah, yeah. Right? you know, I, really I will cool. give that the innovation of the fight sequences in this movie were pretty dope. Yeah, pretty much all throughout it. 
I, I, I enjoyed in the in the use of their environments. It was like yes. it was smart. It was smart. It was cool. He literally puts the cannon of the fireworks at the guy's face and he gets blasted. Standing yes. ovation from me. I was like, yes. yes. And it, it's so reminiscent of what works so well in the Bourne movies. In the Bourne movies, anything in the environment is a weapon if you yeah. use it. Absolutely. Um, my only critique is I thought this fight could have lasted longer because they we learned that this dude is a Sierra Four, so they 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 both have the same kind of training. I felt like this could have been a longer fight in the beginning and could have set like the stage, but I understand why it wasn't. It might have been. It might have been cut. And we learned that he's one of them, and they sent six out to kill the dude. What do you think this is about? And how long do you have to live? And he gives six a chip that pretty much explains like they've been murking all of them, and six is the last one. Six calls his handler. Fitzroy, he says he's on top of it. They kidnap Fitzroy's niece mm. to get him to sell out Six. And then we get a nice little flashback of Six. Basically, man, this is the man on fire nice moment. little flashback. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was surprised. when Normally when flashbacks happen in movies, for me, I kind of wait. I'm, I, I have a hard time not checking out sometimes because I'm like, I'm waiting for the story of the movie that I'm embedded in to start back over unless that flashback actually really finds a way to push the story forward. And in this case, it actually did. And it was mm -hmm. nice. It was and nice. It's nice that what happens in the flashback is echoed later in the film. Just another yeah. Thursday. That's true. Yeah. And it's, it's similar to man on fire. It's like, you don't know much about this guy. So this flashback was welcome because at least it gives me a little bit more insight to who is this dude and how does he operate. And right. That's where we even get fire. a sense of levity. It's interesting too. you compare this film to that film. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what though? It stops being man on fire pretty quick too. And it turns into it something does. else. <laughs> so then basically we see him with the girl uh, his uh, Fitzroy's niece has a pacemaker. Uh, and seems like she can easily be on death's door pretty quickly. Um, her parents were killed and her uncle takes care of her. And now Fitzroy, and this is the flashback, Fitzroy, you know, his address was leaked in like, forget where was it, Hong Kong? I think it was Hong Kong. Well, yeah. yeah. And the other thing that, this is a big one in the film, so I'm just going to hit it because it's kind of brought up in the flashback. In the flashback, we learned that the pacemaker itself has a digital footprint that you can track from anywhere on the globe. Yeah. And so by the end of the film, spoiler alert, if you haven't figured out, we're spoiling this film at this point. At the end of the film. Yeah. I was going to say this. Girl, yeah. The girl <laughs> is like safe and they managed to get her away from the people who want to kill her. And they already killed her dad, Billy Bob Thornton Fitzroy, who's phenomenal in the film. But I'm sitting there going, she's they still got the trace your maker. And <laughs> he had no problem tracking her at all. Why would they have any problem finding her? So this confused. is the CIA. It's not like just some so renegade confused. group. <laughs> yeah, I felt like. Oh, this but, you know, I know someone who knows the answer to this. Chris? Reasons. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Reasons. <laughs> Reasons. So we learn about this dude. Uh, he takes care of the niece, which is why when he finds that the niece is kidnapped, it springs him into action. And then he gets on this airplane. And then Fitzroy is like, yo, guys who are helping my friend out, take him out because they got my niece. And this airplane fight? Yo. Yo. Crazy. Dope. This is freaking dope. Yeah. 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 Actually it's was. Cool. Pretty great. The the combat sequences in this movie were really innovative and enjoyable. It's like yeah. go reaching for parachutes as they're being sucked out of the plane. He's kind of well, reaching for another one. My wife was what so I watched this with my wife. This was a few action movies she really dug, right? But she's like, 
if the plane is going down, why are you still fighting? Just trying to save yourself at this point. Why are they still one, trying to kill him? At one point, that dude was still, like, that guy was still trying to kill him. I'm like, yo, this guy is, he cares about his job so much. He does. If only they were like him at Target, like, there'd be no. <laughs> <laughs> I always find what I needed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This commitment to this dude. And then, you know, he fought, and we've seen this before in other things, right? He followed up the plane with no shoot, and then he nosedives into the guy but the way they shot it it was so gritty i didn't mind seeing this version of it and it was like he had to kill him as they're plummeting <laughs> it yeah. was yeah. interesting it's like he we don't really see how that turns out but i got the sense that he really just rode the dead body down <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah so that's yeah. exactly what he did oh yeah which i feel like we should have saw that that would have been really cool to see him riding the dead body down man and then you know he he finds up and we find we 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 meet freaking lloyd we meet chris evans let me tell you chris evans is such like a wholesome character in captain america and he's such a scumbag in this movie it's awesome in this movie (laughs) yes he He was. was he was man he was in but that's kind of where the tone's kind of like jarred for me. Like Ryan Gosling is playing everything very simple. He's very still. It feels Jason Bourne like. And then we get to Chris Evans. No, it's less. That's where we kind of get to red emotional. Like Ryan Gosling is so his performance is so oddly detached from emotion in this. It's almost like you're watching. Let me choose my words carefully here, but. You know, in the in the uh, in the uh, that last uh, the Blade Runner movie, where you're like, all right, he's a robot. He's not a robot. Maybe he's a robot. He's probably a robot. He's so emotionless, mm. it's hard to tell whether he's a robot or not. In this one, he's a robot. He's not a robot. Maybe he's a robot. He's so emotionless, it's hard yeah, to tell. He was really calm with everything going everything. down. Like, and I like how he, I like how he years. never felt pain. Right, been killing for eighteen years, man. And the little girl calls him robot in the flashback, like robot. Like, uh, yeah. but my point is, up until we see Chris Evans, I'm thinking it's that kind of born identity tone, and then we get this villain. That is like so charismatic. We're in red notice territory now. We're like in the yeah. this like the movie's different. And it's fun, but it was so jarring to me. I was like, that's when I noticed everything. Like, why is everybody like these? Why they're all beautiful models, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> all of them. Like, yes. like, like uh Reggie Jean Page, who's Carmichael, Ryan Gosling's handsome, Chris Evans handsome, Adam Armis, and then uh, Jessica uh, Henwick, who played uh, the, the the woman that was with Lloyd. That's like stop everything. Like these are all like thirty something gorgeous people <laughs> in the top positions in the. <laughs> That's how well, it is in real life, Lawrence. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, you know? absolutely. You're right. You know, it's funny. There is not an unattractive person in this lineup. No, it's man. crazy. Which Ugh. is fine. But it felt like it's not the- fine. As a matter of fact, it goes back to our debate question. It should reflect humanity on some level. And humanity is grotesque, and real. Jack, why are you talking like you're ugly, Jack? We're all good with you on this podcast. Don't worry, Jack. Diversity is not just about race, Hollywood. Come on. Like, ugly really. people matter, too. no one's ugly everyone's attractive but in this movie they are all kind of the same attractive they're just some people are way more attractive than others way more listen 
it's just you know i it's, it's an observation but i will like so we see lloyd and the movie shifts like this dude is a charismatic villain he is he's performing you know there's this much more of a grandiose nature about this guy um and they set him up to be absolutely i mean no chris evans was great it just felt like the movie shifted tonally in a major way um which is fine and then they, we, we get to Ryan Gosling and he's like he, he's got he's been to his like little safe house. Now he's going to get a guy to, to help him get IDs. And we meet this really weird dude who's asking him weird questions. Who's taking well, him taking passport. That's fair. This guy was a little less attractive. Well, he was in a lot of makeup, though. He's actually he's pretty attractive in real life, too. All right. Keep going. <laughs> and without fail, this is what let me know what kind of action movie this was. Ryan Gosling goes in the back to wash up and just ripped for no reason, shirtless for no reason. Yeah, well, and he's like, ripped for this. Yep. Right. I plead the fifth. I am saying nothing. I am just saying that they definitely gave us the shot of Ryan Gosling abs for days, guns for days, pecs for days, but we never see it again. It's a little something. That shirt wasn't, that shot wasn't just for the ladies. No, that was well. a reminder all you men out there who aren't getting your cardio in. <laughs> Get your cardio in. <laughs> yeah, that's your eat cardio. Right. Eat right. So then, uh, so basically, the guy takes the passport, traps him, breakaway floor. <laughs> He's like, I didn't Great. see that coming. <laughs> I think he might have said Great. that. Well, oddly specific again. He was like he was like Doctor Claw from from Inspector Gadget. Like, come closer, come closer, and then he yeah. hit the button like a cartoon. That's what was funny about it was like he couldn't just press the button. Like he needed him to stay in the But even but even Six was like getting annoyed by like, why do you keep telling me to move? X on the floor and says, "Stand on the X." He's like, and he's like, breakaway floor. I did not see. I did not see uh, that coming. All right. Uh, and then you know he's he's hurt, which is cool for a guy that doesn't feel pain. And for a big action movie, there are times where you see him injured, and it's like mm-hmm. this is not working. Lloyd and his team are over there, man, and he's like, "I gotta get out of here, so I'll flood the place so I can swim up." Which I thought was that was pretty smart if you have access to water. But then he also takes the gun he has, turns to a little freaking bomb, so it blows off the thing just in time as them guys came around it. Yo, his Yo. His, his his insight's crazy. My man He's just got out, got out of there running like boom, ran up, ran out the mist, just bop, knocking dudes out. I'm just like, what? Like adrenaline no climbing rich. out? Like come on, adrenaline rich. Come on, what he adrenaline? Did he, was was he what Aquaman? Did he like dolphins shoot out the water? Like what happened? <laughs> <laughs> you really about it. <laughs> True story. He does go through everybody, and then we get the first time Lloyd Chris Evans meets them, and they have words which was pretty which is improvised i i read that that whole scene their first meeting was completely improvised and they oh, went into their fight scene and then they just got freaking darted by by uh danny danny just darts them and darts dart, darts chris evans in the booty yeah and then uh darts. imagine a movie where you can't hit a target with an actual bullet but darts it's a bullseye every time Every Man, time we get to that at the end, when you just running straight into gunfire and nothing happens, get just like real life, just like yeah. real life. People she need takes to shoot six, more darts. and then they learn what's going on, and then they go to Alfre Woodard's character because they she can help inc- uh, decipher the the chip that has all the information. Yeah. He mailed it to great her. In this film. She's always great. She's that oh, seasoning yeah. man. Mm-hmm. She's that you throw in there, and it's almost like why not just build more of the movie around her because she's so great. 
She's dead. Right? I hope they do Please. with the prequel. She's dead, Rick. Oh, the prequel. No, prequel. prequel. Yeah. yeah. She, was, she was the um she was the old handler at the time. She's like his mom. Yeah, something like that. Like yeah. Billy Bob was like his dad and she was his mom. I love that dynamic in the flashbacks. Like yeah. th- this film is a rarity to me where the flashbacks really actually brought a lot to the movie. And as much as this movie has tropes, what it doesn't do, it doesn't sever the relationships of its handlers. Usually in other movies, you find out you double cross me in this whole time. And it's like, even when Billy Bob had to, he's like, she had my niece. Yeah. And Ryan's like, I get it. I get it. We yeah. never, they never lost their relationship. Usually that's thrown away in this movie. And they like double cross, like I said. So he meets her and they have a beautiful moment. Like he puts her hand on hers when she learns she's sick and she pulls it when she slaps his hand. It's such a straight up like grandma move. Like, nah, nah, yeah. don't treat me like I'm sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I still F you up, son. Don't get it. Don't get yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the, 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 the bad guys come, they find where she is because they were able to figure out where it was sent to. And she does the same exact thing Fitzroy does. Blows herself up to save him. They both do the same thing. I don't know if that's poetic or like the same thing. Well, I mean, man, I don't know. I mean, I guess it was, it was probably one of those things. One, she was about to get, she was going to die regardless whether they killed her or she was dying from cancer. So I get the reason. Just blaze of glory. She had what, a few months left at most? Three months, she said. Yeah. 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 Well, it was, so. But it was the same thing with Fitzroy. I got shot in the chest. I don't have time. Give me the grenade. It was the same exact yeah. setup. It could have been a little well, different. Literally an explosion. <laughs> it's a little bit a little different. <laughs> I mean, um, I heard it, you want her to flip out of the chair and start also, taking people out of the room? Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, but, <laughs> so the way she blows up the place is she leaves the pilot light on her stove. But the pilot light on a stove would need... If you've watched, uh, what's that movie? It's pretty phenomenal. Fight Club. Edward Norton, spoiler alert, blows up his apartment, leaving the pilot light on. But he lets that thing fill up for weeks, days. Maybe she does too. You don't know. Maybe she's always ready for this. She's cold food. And she's been waiting for this moment for like years. For a guy. You don't know. <laughs> the, part, the, part, the part they didn't show you when they came in, they were like, your gas on? Like, oh, don't worry yeah. about that. Don't worry about it. No, no, no. They know. They know what it is. You always yeah, keep the right. gas on because you never know when you got to blow this place up. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all don't do that. Can, can, can we jump? We talked about how they both blow themselves up. Can we jump when Fitzroy lets the bomb go and then Chris Evans throws the dude in front, in front of the engine? <laughs> He's a jerk. <laughs> He's a jerk. Scumbag. He says he's a scumbag and a coward all the way throughout the movie. <laughs> but Billy Bob Thornton, his last line, his death line was so great. Because mm. leading up to that, um, Chris Evans is torturing him. And every time Billy says something that Chris's character doesn't like, he says, boring and then he goes yeah. to even worse so at the end of it he asked chris a question and his response to his answer was boring and he drops the grenade <laughs> I love so it. great i love it and that's the, i guess that's the thing where the tropes are where the formula is there they, they give us little amazing like nuggets and in this case the performance of him in that moment like we knew what was going to happen. We just saw it with Alfrey. Right. But him doing it was still, it, it, it still hit. It still hit. Uh, so basically they're on the run. Then Ryan and, and, and the girls like, yo, we got to get to the house to save the niece and, 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 and get the chit back. Cause they got, oh, for, I can't skip. So now, now this is okay. 
This is when I knew we were in red notice territory because the action has now before this point, the action was still dangerous. Even the airplane fight. Anybody can get sucked out. Anybody can die. I'm now when he was handcuffed chasing. behind that bench before that uh, yeah. and all the gun rich all the gunfire in the gun world fire. including like grenades and missiles, rocket launchers everything grenade launcher it, that he had to reload after every shot he is safe behind a stone bench in yes. the middle of this and that's when we got into like and he's surrounded 360 which is even more surrounded absurd. and not one little bullet now, when I say red notice territory, I love red Someone notice. Someone should have brought the dark gun. <laughs> <laughs> now, I love red notice. I say red notice territory because that movie's supposed to be beyond realistic. And you know that going in. But this movie started off sort of realistic-ish. And now I'm like, wow. So now we got the chase scene, Jack. Oh, God. In the slowest thing on top of the bus. On the bus and the running, perfect balance on top. Yeah. And when the bus explodes into the building and he jumps off of it, and then he's still um, uh, this emotionless uh, robot character with one tagline. You know what annoyed me? It's obviously Audi was a huge sponsor in this movie because all the bad guys drove, all the good guys drove Audis. Yeah. They were driving the e-tron, which is an electric car, and they put they put like race car noises behind the e-tron, oh, which man. I would be I would be pissed if I was if I was out. You're trying to promote your car, and you put your car, and something is completely opposite of what it actually is. Wow, wow, oh, that's Hollywood. Well, movie magic, man. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> they decide, you know, they got to go into the big mansion house thing and get the niece and stuff, and. This is, I mean, and now we're completely in super action adventure territory because Danny, with a machine gun, runs to straight gunfire. Yep. Straight up the middle. She also has a bazooka. <laughs> she does. Take it to the hole. Man, right there. And it's like, she bobbed and weaved a little, I'm like, but it's like an onslaught of professional mercenaries yeah, but, shooting right. machine that's, guns. That's where the problem is. We're not looking at... Uh, maybe an undertrained cop with a, a gun he arguably shouldn't have shooting at people he shouldn't be shooting at. We're looking at a person who is trained to be doing this, missing <laughs> one target that's running in a straight line, but he's got a team of other people with him trying to hit that target. With no cover. She had no mm. cover for like... Uh, there was a bush. A... She she ducked behind the plants. I, <laughs> yo, remember, as ki- remember when we put as kids... Plants can stop gunfire when we play. (laughs) (laughs) Jump behind the bush like that was adequate enough to stop fake gunfire. Man, but quickly Lloyd learns that she is drawing them out while Six is already in. And that's where we get to Six, getting the niece, getting Fitzroy. We talked about Fitzroy blowing himself up. They have that wonderful moment. And Fitzroy does, blows himself up. Freaking Chris Evans is a jerk. Just not even thinks. He just throws his dude on top. <laughs> throws his dude on the bomb. And then we're kind of in the shining, man. We're like yeah. walking through the maze bushes. You know? you know what I liked about that was all the characters in this movie are kind of smart. So like even the girl as she's being drug around the maze. Were they smart? Well, she's dragging her foot to leave a trail. Yeah. For, okay. Uh, so we're yeah. we're gonna we're just gonna overstep the fact that she shot a flare gun at him, did not reload, and he's now he pointing an empty flare gun <laughs> at her head. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. that's true. Yeah. And you know, a flare burns at like a thousand degrees. I think will burn you to the bone. So you take a flare to the face or to the back, you're getting 
seriously. Wait, flare guns are single use shots, right? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, it's, yeah it's, 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 it's a breach. Yeah. I thought this was a special flare no. gun because I'm like, he did not reload. <laughs> yes. It obviously yeah. was a special flare gun. He was burned through the back. You could see his back exposed and it was charred up. Minor, and he minor, played that. Minor burns. Yeah, he played it pretty well, though. I mean, yeah, but when, when they were fighting, he got when he got punched in the burn, he like walked off like he stubbed his toe, like yeah, that's true. That's true. The final fight made no sense. I mean, Ryan was, Gosling is stabbed with a five to six inch yo, blade in how many times. places on his body and like Ooh. organs. He, I think he was stabbed like right up there, near like his, through the, up here in the side. Yeah, he, he was stabbed. He was stabbed twice in the. He was stabbed twice in his side, once in his back, slashing his leg. I believe stabbed in his leg. Yeah, my man should have been down for the. Count. That collarbone shot is if you're in a, a bad situation and need to actually kill someone, just stick a pencil in their collarbone. They'll bleed out in a matter you're, of moments. And even if you don't bleed out, you don't have the strength to choke someone out with this gone. <laughs> like you can't even. You're done. This whole side is done. If you're not, you guys don't feel paid. This would have been a good moment for because at the beginning of the film there was yes, it's an action film and it's heightened and stylized, but it felt like there was this realistic element to it. But by the end of it, there's not. I wouldn't by have that. minded if at the end of the film Ryan had basically lost the fight, but. Um, Anna takes the shot because she never left the perch. I thought that was going to happen. I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was her who pulled the trigger. Or the niece would have took the shot, or or some something. Somebody would have saved him when we knew he was done. I thought that was going to happen. Or Carl Winslow would have been there. Was it? Still a six shooter. Come on! <laughs> so great. I love it. I love it. Um, but the fight also, and 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 this is not me knocking Chris Evans. I'm a I'm a massive Chris Evans fan. But there was so much humor in the fact you know he punches with the hands that were no fingers. Ow! And then he goes in the water and it burns his back. It took the the depth of the fight out. But that's not that's not Evans. That he's directed to do that. No, I'm not. I'm not. That's why I said I'm not talking about him. I'm a fan of him. Oh, Just oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, the 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 way the characterization was depicted and the choices that were made in that fight. The first fight against four felt more end of movie fight than this end of movie fight. Felt. Yeah, I yeah, you know, because it was serious. The tone was serious. It was dead serious. There was something nice about the. There was something nice about that attention to detail too, though. Like he would have a reaction to the to the chlorine in the water or the water hitting that you know there would be a reaction so it's nice that the attention to detail was there but i also agree that it's maybe the way it the maybe the way it was executed felt comical as opposed to adding to the texture of the reality when you watch those those martial art films like the raid where you're playing your injuries the whole way through so yeah. I don't have to play that my back burns when it hits water. I'm playing that my back hurts the whole fight. Like even just they the way did, I'm standing, my back hurts. They did you know? play their injuries at least for the duration of those the scenes in which their injuries happened. But the they did scene, not play their injuries. The longest injury was when Chris Evans got shot in the butt when he was like limping asking <laughs> yes, for a bike. Yeah, that yes. he played that. <laughs> that was the worst injury he got in the whole movie. To him, according to him, <laughs> when they both squared up to fight, they did not look like guys that went through the meat grinder. 
No. And they should have by that point in the film. Yeah. And that yeah. would have made the burn on the back and all that stuff not feel so jarring because we know you're hurt. You're barely standing the boat. Yeah, your people. body kind of goes numb after a while when you got too many of them. But you can't, you don't stand up straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're here. <laughs> you're like this. And you may not even feel the burn anymore. But guess what? You're hunched over because you lost blood. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but it was fun, man. And yes, so then we get to the end. Uh, the, 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 uh, Suzanne makes a deal with Six saying, listen, we'll blame this whole thing on Lloyd, but we're going to take you in. I'm not going to kill you because you're really good at what you do and you might be useful down the line. Carmichael and them are all pretty much safe. There's this big bad that they allude to that we don't see, which feels like they're saving it for the sequel. The guy that's like calling all the shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a sense like life goes on. They have the niece still. And they're keeping her. A, that's how they're keeping Carmichael in line. But B, it's also, I guess, they're just keeping her for reasons. Why are they keeping her? They have six in custody. Why are they still keeping them? I guess because she can tell well, to, 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 to keep them in line. So they figure if if they have... Because she said that she might... Cause six is the best she's ever seen in the field. Mm-hmm. And I guess to keep him in line, they're going to keep her so that, you know, you better do what we say or so kill the girl. And she's also a witness too, right? She's the only one there that can say their story's crap. <laughs> um, so basically, Six is trapped to a bed. He hasn't eaten, slept, spoken to anybody in like weeks or whatever. Then they go down there to check on him, and people are dead, and he's gone. God. And then at the mansion where the little niece is being held up, she goes to her room because they're not letting her go. She looks into her record, and it says, Play me loud. And then. We just see gunshots and gunfire from outside the window. He gets her, and they rescue her, and he takes off. What's well, the same song she played the night of the flashback when he killed someone in right. her presence for the first time? And he's like, yeah. it's a Thursday. was a thing they said to each other. When bad crap happens, man, it's just a Thursday. Just a Thursday. It's just a Thursday. And that's pretty much The Gray Man. Um, I would give this movie, i give it a 6.5. It's above average and entertained, but it definitely changed halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll give it the same, a six point five. It was above average. It was entertaining. Uh, I'll probably watch it again. Mm. And yeah, yeah, it was definitely and like you said, it was definitely two movies in one. It it started out one way and just t- changed to a whole another giant. I mean, it was predictable. It was, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun, and the action was awesome. So I'll give it. A, I'm gonna give it a seven because Ooh. the the movie, the plot itself was, you know, it was okay, but the action was so good. Like that's what I come for. So I'm gonna have to give the movie a six, um, and I think that's fair. Also, I went back and I watched Nope again, and I I would like to publicly change the score I gave that film. I believe I gave that film a seven. I would give it a seven point five. Wow. Which, which, and I'll say this the film is actually phenomenal, and the meta of the film is crystal clear. And it took me two viewings to see it, but it's there. Um, the film is make me watch this. You're gonna make me watch it again. The film is all about the film industry, it's about it's about creating a spectacle and consuming a spectacle, and all the characters operate under that one thing, they're just Hmm. involved in the spectacle. Um, so. Not to get off topic, but nope, great. I publicly changed my score on that film. It still has problems, but the story is there and the meta is there. Um, and it's actually really simple. 
Gray Man, I give a six. Which tallying us up together, we're at a six point five for the Gray Man. So I hope you guys enjoyed this deep dive. Make sure, hey, make sure you like and subscribe this dope podcast, as is our Instagram channel, as is our TikTok channel. So hey, consume us. We're here to be consumed. Yeah, the spectacle. <laughs> hey, Chris, man. We got some What's recommendations? Up? Yes, I do. So, <laughs> thank you, Jack. <laughs> Jack, when you first started talking about this movie, what did you say this movie was? Man on Fire and what else? Extraction. There you go. So, I want to say, if you've seen this movie, I'm going to give you a list of other movies you've seen in spirit. <laughs> so the list is the list is long. I'm not gonna go into details of the movies. I'm just gonna rattle off names, and then I should recommend if you like this, if you like fun, blowing stuff up, CIA espionage, guys who don't get hurt, go back watch these. You'll be equally satisfied. Um, no particular order. The Jason Bourne series. Uh, yep. Equalizer one and two. Man from Uncle. Taken. All of them. Uh, (laughs) man on fire mission impossible expendables one and two with without remorse and agent cody banks oh what i'm just i'm just joking i'm just playing i'm just playing oh man well that's our show that's our show if you uh, please download subscribe leave a review it helps with the algorithm we are everywhere man we're dropping content on instagram every day all day we got a youtube channel check that out man you you can see us give this review if you want to see our beautiful faces and we also have unboxings we have toy reviews we have a comic book look throughs we have everything on that channel so please check it out We'll be back. Same bad time, same bad channel. Peace. Later. Peace. Later. Peace. 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 Same bad channel. Good show, guys.